Verse 1, Luke 15, Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners, for to hear him. If there's anything you need to do is get to the house of the Lord and hear the word of God. The Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. What a shameful thing. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness? Go after that which is lost till he finds it. When he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing. When he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and his neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth, more than over the ninety and nine just persons which needed no repentance. Aren't you glad you're in the presence of the Lord? Let's go to our favorite Psalm 23. If you can quote it, quote it with us. If not, this is an awesome psalm within itself. David really knew what he was doing when he penned this. The Lord is my shepherd. Say it with me. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in the green pastures. He leadeth me besides the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou, O Lord, are with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Come on, say it with me. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Oh. Praise God. Turn to your neighbor and says, when the shepherd shows up. Lord bless you. May be seated. I need your help today to help me preach. I don't want to stay up here and um, be an entertainer. I think we need to entertain the presence of the Lord. We need to hear what he has to tell us today, and I hope I help you out somehow. It's so good to see all of you, all our visitors, those Sister Koontzman and the families. If you're here the first time, we want you to be touched by the Lord. That's what's a little different than down this church row here, these other places, is God rests upon this house. He takes his rest here. And he knows each and every one of you personally. He knows where you're at, what's going on in your life. 
He knows what you're stuck on. He knows the traits and the habits and the situations that you've been dealing with all your life. God knows that. He's here to set you free today. Don't just walk out and say, oh, well, it's just another message. It's not just another message. It's time to let the Lord completely work in your life. It's not time to just get a half of Jesus. I got to get all of them that I can. Amen? It's not time to just take a little scoop with a thimble and say, well, I've got my anointing for the day. I want all of it. Don't you? We need all of it in this day that we live in. You don't understand. The devil's on a rampage. He's walking about seeking who may devour as a roaring lion. I don't want to be his lunch. I want him to be afraid of me when I get up out of bed. I want hell to know where I'm at, but I want Jesus to walk before me. And when I need some help, I want to call on his name. Because I speak Jesus. (laughs) I used to speak Spanish. I had three years of Spanish in high school. And you know what? If you don't use it, you lose it. I had nobody in Ohio to speak Spanish with. So I have about a three- or a four-year-old vocabulary of Spanish. That's about it. Doesn't get me by. They make fun of me, and that's okay. But I got another language that I speak, and that's Jesus. And that language... That language transcends all the cultures, all the other languages, because they know exactly what I mean. They know exactly what I mean when I sing a song and when I whistle a song at work. They know, they know, they all go to church, they know, they know. So when I need the Lord, I'm going to call on him. It's important to know who your shepherd is. And I'm not talking about men in flesh that are here that are, Shepherds over the flock of God. I'm talking about that shepherd. How many are with me? How many are understanding me? Things are different when the shepherd shows up. Amen? Sometimes when I was in uh, the construction trade, I had my own business and stuff, and people would call and need things, it sets their mind at ease. It even happens at work when they call the front office and they want their light bulb changed in their bathroom or their toilet makes a little funny noise and they don't know what it is or this or that. It can be a lot of stuff. But they're so at ease when the maintenance guy shows up. When you push the button and talk on their phone or go onto their house or their unit because they know that you're there to fix things. Isn't it a great thing to know that God's going to be there when we need him? He's not our little work boy that every beck and call that he comes up. It's different. It's Valentine's Day, amen? And you know who loves you the most? Your shepherd does. He's the roses, Sharon. He's the lily of the valley. He loves me when nobody else does. When nobody else can help me and pushes me aside and say, oh, that's just Raj. Let's just move on. He's not that kind of God. He's the one that stops. He's the one that we read about that says, I'm missing a sheep. I've got to go find out what the deal is. Yeah. My wife and I run an Airbnb. Is that okay? She don't care. That's good. 
It's Valentine's Day. I do whatever I want. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Better be a big box of candy. Um, I was reluctant at first. Um, Carrie's family is different than the Lott family out of Ohio. We kept to ourselves. She didn't. They had 75 um, foster kids through their home. So they there was always somebody going through their home. I mean, not rummaging through their home, living, going through that kind of stuff. Not me. But when we got this thing going, you know, well, well we've got these other bedrooms. You might as well make some money. It works. It works. It really works. And um, I was afraid, but... What I prayed about the Lord is, Lord, send us people that need to hear from you. I want them to come into our home and be touched by God. I don't want anybody there that, that you know, does any harm, which nobody does, and because uh, they're all screened and everything. And the reason I'm sharing this story with you, because last Saturday we had a lady that was from Westchester, New York, which is about 30 or 30 minutes or so from Manhattan, north of Manhattan. And um, we got to talking with her, and um, I spent a two-hour Bible study Saturday morning sitting at my kitchen table. Do you know what started it, Sister Bruce? This lady's like 60 years old, an American from Westchester, New York, and I mentioned the word Calvary, and she says, what's Calvary? I fell on the floor. Wait a minute. What's Calvary? That that started it all. She got it all. She got both barrels, all the gospel, all the acts. She got the Old Testament type and shadows all the way through. An American. But you know what? She says she's spiritual and she believes that she's got, you know, these little angel things from her feral cat that lives at her house and all that kind of, and they speak to her and all that. Okay. What you need to do is keep what you have and you come and get the rest of God because there's a whole lot more. You really want to just, you just really want to know an angel or whatever you think it is when you can know him. Well, how do you know, why is God a male? Okay, because the Bible says it is. I don't know. He can be whatever you want him to be, but he's God. He made us, and when you worship him, the Bible says he wants you to worship him in spirit and in truth. you got to worship him with everything. So she got up before she left, going, traveling around, looking all over the place. She got a blessing. Pray for her. Her name was Linda that doesn't know what Calvary is. Oh, well, let's move on. I did mention about our current events, how we're kind of fed up, at least I am. The best thing I can do is keep praying hard, my friends, harder than you have before. Take more time in prayer. But I keep saying the same. It doesn't matter. Keep taking, keep going. Listen, here's, here's a, 
I even feel this in my spirit. Because of the times that we live in, because of what's going on, God's pouring more intense anointing. He's pouring more Holy Ghost than he has before. It's even easier to open up to him now than ever before. Why? He's getting us ready. He's getting the church ready for something. And in order for us to be effective, I've got to make sure my heart's right. I've got to make sure my life is correct. I've got to make sure I'm in this kind of a shape to go on. That's why I need my shepherd today. Sometimes we get ourselves lost. We get ourselves stuck. How many's ever felt like they're stuck? Or you get trapped. What do you mean, Raj? Well, you get you 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 buy something huge like a big truck of some sort, I don't know, and you work everything out and everything just fits in, but now you're living to pay for this thing. So you've got to go to here. You've got to do this thing. You can't, you cannot miss. You've got to do this, and it's been two, three years, and you now you owe more than what it's worth, that kind of stuff, so you get kind of trapped with it. You know what I mean? And that's just a vehicle. You can also get trapped with a job. You can get trapped in a situation that you can't seem to get out of. And we do it ourselves sometimes because we measure ourselves up with other people. And we think that in order we stay ahead of the Joneses or ahead of the Smith family or this one or our house looks this and they've got that over there, so let's do this. You get, you get a trap. You, you get imprisoned by a want. And want will get you in that place. But I'm here to tell you, as David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want anything. I'm not going to live in that prison. I'm not going to be trapped. I'm not going to be stuck in that way. Because all I develop and all I really care about and want is him. So you measure yourself up with God, the word of God. Not anybody else. You'll be a whole lot happier when you do God's things. James 1 and 14 says, But every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. So we get ourselves in trouble. It's a self-inflicted wound. We tend to get ourselves in our own situation. Whereas if we would have known better, uh, you know, uh, we wouldn't have done it this way. This is why your relationship with God has got to improve than where we're at. Your relationship with God this day and age has got to be better than it was last month because the devil is going to roar. He's going to do things, and evil's going to be on its on its uh, triumph all the all over our country, all over our nation. And as much as it can affect you, it will affect you. They will pinpoint you out because you attend church. They'll pinpoint you out especially if you go to an apostolic church. They'll pinpoint you out when you tell them that you're going to prayer meeting or something like that. He does not want you to pray, so that's the very reason why we should even increase the prayers. It's the only way it's going to be defeated. So the Bible is full of metaphors, which is a figure of speech that's applied to something to which it's not literal, but it's used to make a point. So Scripture tends to liken the saints of God to sheep. 
How many know that they're sheep? How many's ever heard the term sheeple? <laughs> the more I looked into this and the more I've studied this, the more it fits. Because we can't live without them. And when you get that in this mind of yours that you can't, guys, it's not a macho thing. I'm a tough guy. I can do it without that. I don't need to cry. I don't need to shed tears at an altar. I don't need to repent. I don't need it. That's garbage. Because you're going to live by yourself. And you're going to get yourself stuck in a trap that you can't get out. But thank God there's a shepherd that if you call his name, that he knows your voice. He knows your call. He knows his sheep. And you better believe it that you know his voice. Because he'll come at your aid. Ha! First of all, I'm going to give you a couple points about sheep. This is sheep 101. And I want you to apply this to your life. And I want you to think back when you were stuck. I want you to think back when this happened to you. And nobody else could do it but God. And you were fortunate enough to go to a church that believed in Jesus Christ, that believed in the Holy Ghost, that believed in baptism in Jesus' name, that believed in healing and, and tongues and miracles and all that stuff. You better thank God you were in there. First of all, sheep have no sense of direction. How many know that? They just don't. We don't either. <laughs> many people say sheep are stupid. Okay, I'll give you that. But let's say they just don't have any sense of direction at all. In fact, they'll follow whoever is leading them. Even if it leads them off a cliff. They'll just follow because they're an animal. In Turkey, there was a report of 1,500 sheep that fell off a cliff while the shepherds were eating breakfast. They just followed. I think there was a few hundred that survived because they just fell off and it piled them up, 1,500 sheep. You would think they would stop. They did it. Oh, well, they're going, so I'm going. Does that apply to our lives? Oh, well, this is happening over there, so I'm going to move over there. Well, this is going over here, so I'm going to move over there. That's why they told us in the last days to be careful. There will be other Jesuses, and I don't want to be sure to follow the wrong one. I want to be sure I got a hold of the right thing and the right way and the right time. And you'll know when he's right. You'll know when he comes into your situation and fixes it. Sheep are defenseless. This is probably the best one of them all. They cannot defend themselves. Well, not me, you know. I've, have you ever seen a fella in a circus with, a, with a, 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 a trained group of sheep? It doesn't exist because you can't do that with sheep. Sheep cannot defend themselves very well. Sheep cannot growl. They can't show their teeth. There's no bark. There's no bite. They can't run fast. They can't get out of the way. They can't shoot their quills. They can't pull out their claws and scratch. They're sheep. And when the devil comes at us, we can't defend him. We don't have any of those defensive mechanisms. We just sit there. 
They do, though, have two things in their arsenal. When sheep are fighting by noise, such as a running water, they will run away together, hopefully in the right direction. They have some kind of protection as a whole, as a group, whereas individually, they're lunch. This is why you stay together, especially now. Especially now. Because if you go off by yourself and you start listening to all kinds of stuff, before you know it, everything will change up here. And the devil doesn't want you to center your life and your thinking and your mind and everything that wraps around your life around Jesus Christ. He doesn't want that. Why do we want to do something the devil wants us to do? Sheep do kick. A ewe especially is prone to kicking if she's protecting her young. Other than these two defense mechanisms, sheep are Snickers bars on four legs. I had to throw that in there. They're just Snicker bars for the wolf. Here's another point that I didn't know. Sheep cannot get up without help. Did you know that? There's an old English shepherd's term for this. It's called cast down. When the sheep's cast down, it won't get up. It'll sit there and let whoever chew on it, chew on it. I have a couple of dachshunds, Max and Molly. They're brother and sister. Max kind of will put up a little bit and fight with you. Molly is the different one. When you call Molly and go after her, she'll stop, flip over, and lay down like this. She'll let whoever chew on her. She's just like a little sheep. But she loves and snuggles like anybody's business. Because she knows, she knows who the master is. Sheep can't get up without any help. A cast down is actually a pitiful sight. If the shepherd does not lift up the sheep and put it back on its feet, it will die. It's completely helpless to the prey around it when it's in this position. Furthermore, it can get left behind when the flock moves on. Paul talks about it in Corinthians. We're cast down, but we're not destroyed. Because God helps us get back up, doesn't he? If you're feeling down and out, if you're feeling cast down, if there's a trouble in your life and you just don't know what to do about it, God will help you stand back up. He'll help you rise back up. Rejoice not against me, oh, my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. <laughs> and the Lord will be my light. Because that's where he wants me. He wants me back up. He wants me following him. He doesn't want me to sit down and cower down to the enemy. Sheep are not meant to carry burdens. You will never see a sheep carrying a pack on their back. They're not capable of doing that. Oh, but I've got a burden. We do have burdens that God gives us, but he'll give us the help to carry them. So you don't put a burden on yourself. You let God give you a burden, and he'll help you do it. They were not meant to carry a heavy load. In fact, they would be crushed under the weight of a burden. 
are to give to the Lord are heavy loads. Here again, if you're carrying a heavy load that you've carried for years, if you've wrestled with some, I don't know who I'm preaching to today. You need to dump it off here at this altar this morning. You need to give it all back to your shepherd and let your shepherd relieve everything. How about this? You have animals? You ever see your dog lick their, their wound on their leg or something? Or their cat when a cat washes themselves? Sheep don't do that. They are not caring for themselves when they get wounded. When sheep get a wound or a bite, they can't do that. It's not in their mind to do that. Other animals lick a wound until it heals, but not sheep. This is why we need a shepherd. When I'm hurt, when I'm wounded somehow, there's nothing like the healing balm of Gilead. There's nothing like the touch of God. There's nothing like the overshadowing presence of God. When he comes over to my life and he begins to pick me up and heal my wound, I don't have a wound. Yes, you do. You just let it go for so long. Then you begin to live with it. Oh, it's just a toothache. It'll go away. Takes more of that Advil. You're going to live like that? You can't spiritually live like that and keep taking spiritual Tylenol and spiritual this and that. Let God heal you. Let God heal you. Hmm. They need the shepherd to tend to their injuries. Many times it would be a salve that was needed to be put on their leg and the possible binding of their wounds. A good shepherd would look after the wound constantly until it is healed completely. Have you ever prayed, God, it's me, give the same thing? You ever prayed that prayer? Me alone? Come on. I have. Come on, Lord, it's me, give the same request. But same wounds open again. Well, I put salve on that a month ago. I know, but it's just ripped back open again, and I did it myself and all that. We do self-inflicted wounds. We're sheep. God understands we're sheep. He understands that when you when you uh, are, are at home and, and when you're trying to get to sleep at night, he understands all the worries, all the pressures. He understands this stuff we're going through. He understands when we're fed up. He understands that we still got to do the rules and we still got to do this and that. He knows it all. But yet he's whining for you to call out his name. He'll show up. Even when we're brokenhearted, we need his healing. Amen? Nobody else can help you like Jesus can. And I think this message is so fitting on Valentine's Day because nobody can love you like he can. Sheep need complete peace and quiet in order to get rest and sleep. How many knew that? Can't happen in my neighborhood. <laughs> there's only the there's only one other creature that is like this sheep when it comes to rest and that's us. Oh, now I know what Jesus meant is why we're like sheep. Maybe he was thinking about this. I don't know. You ever try to get to sleep with worry on your mind? 
Oh, well, let me try this little sleep aid. That don't work either. Dare take half the bottle? No. You know where you get the peace? I read a book by um, Neil Clark Warren years ago. It's called Finding Contentment. If you have the book and get it, I imagine it's out of print now, but get it. Neil Clark Warren was the doctor that put together this e-harmony thing. Now you know what I'm talking about? He said throughout the whole book, the bottom line of that is finding real contentment is in the presence of God. You want peace in your life? You want peace in your household? Peace in your family? Have the presence of God there all the time. Turn the stuff off. You know, I haven't watched TV since the election. Not interested. You know what I'm interested more in? Books, audible books about the Lord, about the Bible. You want to rest at night? You want God to speak to you? Keep feeding your stuff the things of God. We toss and we turn and we wrestle in our thoughts and things in our lives that we don't have any control over. So we worry and we lose faith and we lose sleep because we can't find peace and rest. I think God knew what he was talking about when he said, you're our sheep. Huh. Matthew eleven twenty eight and 30 says this, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Now that is applied every day. I've learned to apply that scripture every day. You think, oh, well, well, we've obeyed that once. No, it's every day. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in my heart, and ye shall find rest to your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Thank God for his presence. Thank God that I'm wise enough to choose his presence. Thank God that I'm seeking for him. Matthew 10 and 16 says this, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. For the Lord knows we're going to get in trouble, but we should learn and we shouldn't fall into Satan's traps and his temptations. But if we do, we have not just a shepherd, but we have a good shepherd. How many are with me on the good shepherd? Sheep are emotional. Here's one of their important parts. Sheep are emotional creatures, and they recognize the shepherd's voice. <laughs> this is where their stupidity ends, because they have a remarkable instinct of knowing the voice of their shepherd. Oh, let that sink into your heart today. You need something from God, you know when he's speaking to you. There's something that moves deep in my soul when God moves over me and touches me somehow. And I can't shove it off. I can't push it aside. I need to go talk to him about it. I need to go to that altar. I need to empty my heart out and empty my soul out. And get these burdens off of me. I need to let him lift me up and heal my wound. You know his voice. You know his tug. You know when he picks you up and holds you, don't you? 
Oh, God, help us do that today. They are emotional animals because they can detect strangers. Amazingly, they will fear a stranger's voice and run away. But when they hear the good shepherd's voice, you come. Since they are emotional, they have the ability to build friendships with other sheep and stick up for other sheep. Then they can also get anxious and distressed. and They feel sad when the sheep friends are gone or are dead. We can learn a lot from these animals. What they lack in direction, they make up for in loyalty and friendship and voice recognition for this shepherd. I think if we were to break it down, when God compares us to sheep in the Bible, we aren't so loyal. We don't stick up for friends always. And we struggle to recognize the shepherd's voice because it's drowned out by other stuff. If there's a lesson to learn today is get the stuff out of the way so I can recognize the shepherd's voice. Because I don't know about you, but I need him. I don't know about you, but I get stuck sometimes. I don't know about you, but sometimes the devil wraps his arms around my leg and I can't move. But Raj, you've been in this all your life. I know. I got a lot of scars. And you know what? Sometimes it's not just the sheep that are kind of stupid, that it's a smart plant that grabs them. Perhaps we don't know his voice because we aren't communicating with him. <sighs> These sheep communicate with their shepherd all day and all night. However, we do have that ability to hear his voice. Do we stop and listen to him? Do you stop and listen to the calling of God? Is there something that overwhelms you when you kneel to pray? Whether it's the, the nation or the country or your situation. I find out that sometimes if I'm physically hurting, that's all that's on my mind. Oh, I'm not the only guy. You've got to get through all of that because he's speaking to us today. Because I don't want to leave the same way. I don't want to leave with my hurt. I don't want to leave with my wounds. I need the salve. I, I, I need the touch. I need the love of this shepherd. <laughs> John 10, 1 through 14 says this, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbs up over the other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and he leadeth them out. How many's ever been stuck before into a place, in a situation that they need led out somehow? That there's a heaviness, that there's, a, there's an evil. There's a, I'm not saying that you're evil. I'm just saying that it blocks and it, and it, and it hib, uh, prohibits you from doing things for God. It hinders our walk. He'll help us do that when I hear his voice. When he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and his sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spake Jesus unto them. 
But they understood not what the things that we were to speak unto them. Verse 7. <laughs> then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. If I want to get somewhere with God, i got to go to Him. I can't go any other way. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. He said, I'm the door in verse 9. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I've come that they might have life. They might have it more abundantly. You remember when you were without God? You tried this life and it was awful. You were stroking, you were going and, and, do, and rowing the devil's own boat and you wasn't getting anywhere. You were going around in circles and your life was just falling apart. But Jesus came by. You heard that call. You heard that cry. You heard that altar call. You were in that service, thank God. You raised your hands in that atmosphere of worship and praise. God filled you with the Holy Ghost. You were baptized in his name. Yeah, you become one of his. He's come that we have life more abundantly. Verse 11, he says, I am the good shepherd. There's a difference. A shepherd can just be, as we'll read here, just a hireling. He said, I'm the good shepherd. Why? Because the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But he that's a hireling and not the shepherd who's on the sheep or not, seeth the wolf coming. And he leaves the sheep, and he flees for himself because there's breakfast, and we're going over the cliff. And the wolf catches them and scatters the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he's a hireling. He cares not for the sheep. He said, I'm the good shepherd, and know my sheep and am known of mine. There's a reason why David wrote that 23rd Psalm. There's a reason why David had a heart after God. He's a shepherd. It's different when you're just a hireling, you just punch the time clock, put in your time and leave. What, what, what do you mean there's a sheep missing? Oh, well, I'll catch it tomorrow. Not him. How many's heard that old song, the 99? Really old hymn. Shepherd went out to search for his sheep. No? And I was that one lost sheep. All through the night, the song says. He sought. But I've been... I, Raj, I've been here for years. I know, you're still hurt and wounded. He knows where you're at. He knows what's going on in your life. And you need his touch today. My Lord. Because there's a good shepherd. The good shepherd came as a sheep. Robed himself in flesh and dwelt among us. He knows what we're all about. He knows we're snicker bars if we don't straighten up. Musicians, if you come, I'm finished.
There's a thing that I found when I was researching this called carnivorous, uh, carnivorous, excuse me, carnivorous brambles. I looked at some of this. This is from over in England and Ireland where they raise a lot of sheep. Incidentally, uh, you need to pray. We need to pray for England and those countries over there. They've had the worst economy now in over 300 years. And sometimes we think that it's bad that we have to go to a restaurant and sit a couple tables apart. They don't, they're not allowed to do that now. So, yeah, we've got it rough sometimes, but you know what? He's still got some of our freedom. Don't let, let's not lose the rest. When sheep get struck, stuck in a bramble patch, it just stands there possibly until it dies. If no one rescues it, it will. The first thought is it's just a stupid sheep, but now I know it's a clever bramble. Put this with what the devil tries to come at you and your family, especially at this time. I realize that brambles have a neat trick of rooting their tips so that they are firmly attached to each end of the stems, forming a very spiky loop right in the way of whoever goes by. After a few months, those loops are interwoven and almost impenetrable. They're apart from the small creatures such as rabbits, blackbirds, and terriers. So the bramble's plan is this. Wait for a passing sheep. Stick out a spiky stem and hook that wool. As the sheep initially struggles to whip in a few more stems, wrapping around its legs and its body and eventually its head, preferably finding some uh, bare bits of tender skin, sheep just stand there still till it dies. The body decomposes and the bramble has a tasty supply of food. All because we got caught in the snare of a devil. All because something happened in our life. All because we didn't give it all to the Lord. All because we think that we're big enough and bad enough that we can handle it ourselves. But I just read a list of stuff to you that you can't fix your wound. You need a shepherd. And when he shows up in your life, everything's fine. Everything will be good because he will get you out of the bramble patch. There's pictures I saw of this sheep just decomposed body in a bush because the sheep got stuck. I don't want to tie that way. I don't want to lose out with God that way. I want to be ready. I want to be baptized. I want to be full of his spirit as much as I possibly can and ready to do a work for him. I can't operate in ministry stuck in a bush. When we get do when we do get caught and we all we can do is cry for help. Jesus. He recognizes our cry. If you don't cry, you don't call, he's not coming. I want my shepherd to come find me. Because he knows this is my little lamb. He'll hear your cry, he'll know your voice, and he'll tell you all about what's going on with you. And he'll fix you, get you free. 
Stand with me, if you will. I've got one other thing to share with you before I open this altar up. If you're hurt today, if you've been wrestling with something for a long, long time and you just can't shake it, let the shepherd get you free. And we don't know how he got there. We don't know why or anything like that. It's just there. He knows that. But I can't live without his touch. Just can't live without his presence. Can't live without this church. Can't live without you guys. Nobody's an island to himself. I can't do it all by myself. I need him. My wife plays the radio. I'm, I'm still stuck on Pandora music, Brooklyn Tabernacle music. Sometimes I'll switch to 90.9 Moody Radio. She is into this 88.7 kind of a, it says Christian rock. That's kind of not me, but I listened one time, Sister Bruce. And this guy has this song called The Truth Be Told. Listen to the words for just a minute of this, this song. Lie number one, you're supposed to have it all together. And when they ask you how you're doing, you just smile and tell them, never better. Lie number two, everybody's life is perfect except yours. So keep your messes and your wounds and your secrets safe with you behind closed doors. That's not how you walk with the shepherd. So I'm caught in the brambles. Don't cry. It'll be all right. Uh-uh. I go on. Truth be told. The truth is rarely told now. I say I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine. Hey, I'm fine. But I'm not. I'm broken. And when it's out of control... I say it's under control, but it's not, and you know it. I don't know why it's so hard to admit it. When being honest is the only way to fix it, there's no failure, there's no fall, there's no sin. You don't already know, so let's let the truth be told that I'm a mess, that I'm stuck, that I'm wounded, that I can't get up. That the only thing, God, is to have you overwhelming with your love. The only place is at your altar of, of peace. The only way I'm going to get fixed is when I give it all to you. Because you are my good shepherd. Let's sing it, the song we have. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. Hear our cry, be lifted high in this place. Lord, we want you, no one else will do in this place. Come on, you need something from the Lord. Come on down front. We won't hurt you. Come on. Chains are broken. Eyes are Open. I'm tired of living 